0: Good morning. It is Kale and Company live for a Wednesday. Great to have you along with us on WKXL. 103.9 in the Capital Region, 1019 in Manchester and beyond. 1450 on the AM dial and nhtalkradio.com. Streaming live around the clock. We're presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. And joining us this morning is the Executive Director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College, Neil Levesque. Neil, welcome back. Great to have you with us.
1: Well, thanks for having me on, Ken. It's great. We've been doing this
0: a long time. Together. Yes, yes, we have. And, and I hope we continue to do it uh, much longer. And, uh, Neil, I, I was scanning the Internet yesterday for some interesting uh, tidbits, and I ran across a story, and I had to check the date to make sure. I, I, I You know, it was May the 2nd, but I, I was feeling like it was April 1st, and someone was, uh, you know, uh, pulling something on, on the Internet. And that is, I saw that uh, uh, former President Donald Trump is going to be at St. Anselm College one week from today for a town hall meeting on CNN. Yes. I was shocked.
1: Yes, it's not Cinco de Mayo, and you haven't woken up with a headache. (laughs) How did this all come about? Well, so there's a lot of speculation that... Uh, former president is sort of sticking it to Fox, who he's sort of upset about because Fox is promoting uh, the Florida Governor Ron DeSantis quite a bit. Um, if you watch Fox, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a television commercial, you know, where there, you know, there's a you know there's a country western singer in the corner of the bar over in the, you know, singing a song about it. Their Governor Ron DeSantis, God bless him, you know, this kind of stuff. So he, I think that there's some deliberate attempt here to say, okay, you want to promote Ron DeSantis, I'll go on other networks. And CNN, who he has vilified for years, it's almost too an example of I'll go on any network even if I think that they're biased against me. So it shows some kind of strength, I think, to some degree. Yeah, um, There's a lot of controversy about it. There's a lot of people on the left who are, you know, vilifying CNN for, for having a forum with him. So... Uh, but we are doing it. Um, it's closed television production, so it's not like a rally where there's tickets and things like that. It's pre-closed up. Um, and it'll be shot on Wednesday. So he will be coming in. Um, and uh, my only thing, I'm looking forward to just saying hello to him and seeing if he remembers me. Because I spent a lot of time with him, but it was in 2015 driving him around the state and visiting with him in New York so I'm curious as to whether or not he says oh yeah <laughs> I remember you you, you know I'm what? gonna say you know what has anything happened to you since since we last talked
0: but yeah, uh, yeah I have I have no doubt Neil that he will remember you <laughs> I, I have no doubt about that I mean how, how could he possibly forget especially Especially your request of him to call in on uh, on a radio talk show uh, at one point in time. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> which he did, which he did, and uh, well, it uh, well it, at any rate, I, I was just shocked to see the uh, the marriage, if you will, of, of Donald Trump and and CNN. You know, do, do you see? Uh, a, a sea change of, of any type coming to, to cable news? I mean, in the fact that, you know, we saw in, in one day Tucker Carlson let go by, by Fox. Uh, Don Lemon uh, let go by, by CNN. Uh, a couple of days earlier, Dan Bongino uh, was, uh, was fired by Fox. Is, is there a, a sea change? Uh, are, are these you know networks that have you know battled for years uh, are they going more toward the middle do you think
1: no i don't think so necessarily no. i think what's happened with with these networks is that and this happens with anything you know movie stars even a really good employee in a in a company for example if they're really good and people know it and they know it they get sort of cocky about it and uh then they start you know expounding their own opinions about certain things and I think that this Dominion lawsuit, when they looked at the text with Tucker Carlson, I think that they probably said, this is a liability, financial liability. And I think Don Lemon clearly displayed the fact that he was becoming unhinged mm. with some of his statements and interviews, uh, not just the the statement about Ambassador Nikki Haley, but the, the interview with Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy was really amazing. And... um And I think that they said, this is it. So CNN is sort of, it seems, uh, revamping things. They have Gail King and Charles Barkley doing a show. It's not really going to be about politics. It's going to be about everything else. I don't know what that is, but, um, you know, so they're coming in. They're going to be the high-priced people. We'll see who Fox uh, replaces Tucker with. Remember that Megyn Kelly had that slot. Yes, when of she course. left, yeah, yeah. people said, oh, my God, they'll never, you know, never it was all about yeah. Megyn Kelly. Yeah. And then they, of course, replaced her. Yeah. So I think Fox 2 proves that, hey, you know, you, you may think that these viewers are all about you, but if we put somebody else in this time slot and they're halfway decent, uh, they're going to command um, the same viewership. So I think... They're not necessarily moving to the middle, but I think that they're sort of getting to the point where you know when you have to pay out seven
0: hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah, you get risk averse. So did did you say Gail King and Charles Barkley?
1: That's right. So they're doing a show together on CNN. So CNN uh, fired a bunch of people uh, and has really streamlined things in order to put their money on this this one particular uh, duo. Uh, Gail King was at the um, all of the parties and at the White House Correspondence Dinner last weekend in Washington, kind of, she was pictured in a lot of uh, photographs that made the internet uh, moving through all of these. It's sort of like the Oscars for people in, in politics. It's the C SPAN Oscars. I'm sure everybody was tuned in. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's sort of, you know, so they say it's not going to be about politics, but Gail King was was
0: at the biggest political party in yeah. the year. So so this has not launched as yet.
1: I do not believe it has launched but it's been announced and that's what they're going to do. But networks, you know, they try different things, but yeah. there's a, you know, when you do any kind of a production like they're going to do on Wednesday, it's a huge undertaking, oh, a yeah. lot of money. It's not at least you know, they don't just put somebody on the stage and bring in Donald Trump and and start filming it. I mean, there the lights and cameras and everything else that goes into this I mean, just the generators alone, the backup generators. Yeah. it is a huge undertaking.
0: Well, um, no doubt, yeah, no doubt, and you know, it, it's funny, and because I, I think it, it's it's going to be. I, I certainly can understand why CNN would do this. I mean, it's it's. I think it's going to be. Uh, uh, what time are they going to air it? Is it like in prime time? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. next Wednesday, right? Which is prime
1: time for those yeah. of us under fifty. Yeah, right. It's not me. <laughs> 8 p.m. is when I start to sorry, start, start to open off. up your eyes, and your right. your wife says you fell asleep. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, that was
0: somebody else. So uh, they're coming in. They're, it's going to be a, a, a taped. Did you say?
1: I think it's taped, streamed, and I I don't know what their plan for broadcast is. Um, you know, Donald Trump brings in a lot of. Eyeballs. So yeah, well, I, I can't believe that it's not going to be, you well, know, broadcast on television.
0: Well, well, that's 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 why I say I, I certainly can understand why CNN would do this. I mean, it's I, I think it's going to be a ratings bonanza for them. There are going to be people who haven't watched CNN in years tune in for this. Yep,
1: yeah, and then switch back to Fox. But uh, <laughs> but three years ago. Um, when we were going to hold the ABC News debate, this was when the Billy Bush tape came out, and there was a lot of concern amongst people who care about advertising and eyeballs and all of that that Trump was going to drop out and wouldn't be participating in the debate, which, by the way, is probably one of the most quoted debates because of the little Marco comments and yeah. some of the belittling of, that Trump made of other people, but it, it certainly got the eyeballs, and he was certainly in it.
0: Well, Neil, I know you can hear the music. Can can you stay with us for a little while? Yep. Neil Levesque is with us, ladies and gentlemen. He is the executive director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College. If you missed it, Uh, Donald Trump is going to do a town hall at St. Anselm College next week, which will be aired on CNN. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues right here. WKXL, NHtalkradio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL. Nhtalkradio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And uh, we've we've been talking about what's going to happen at uh, St. Anselm College next week. Yeah, regarding former President Donald Trump, who was in uh, Manchester just last week, I, I think the guy loves New Hampshire. Uh, new Hampshire, uh, Neil. I think uh, I think he just likes to get over to the Red Arrow Diner and have one of those Trump burgers. Uh, uh.
1: <laughs> he does like his burgers, but I will tell you something that's kind of interesting. He's lost a little bit of weight, and it, he looks much better than he did about a year ago. Uh, if you notice these pictures, it's like he's got some new, you know, outfits. I don't know, something's going on besides physically. Um, he also sort of, I think, mellowed out a little bit. Um, you remember that Governor Sununu sort of took him on the week before. You know, he kind of, I'd, I'd call it sort of swatting away. Sununu, he didn't go angry crazy on him um, like he would normally have done. Yeah. He also said something interesting in an interview. He said, you know, that... That, uh, while well, the 2020 election, it was, and he stopped. And instead of saying rigged, which I know he wanted to say, he said, well, it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was interesting, because yeah. I think that the rigged story is, is, uh, is, is not something that is going to help him win a general election.
0: No, it's not. And I think that's what a lot of Republicans fear, obviously. And I think we talked about this the last time. I mean, he could sail to the Republican presidential nomination. But, you know, can he beat Joe Biden or whoever else it might be in a general election? I mean, that's the concern of a lot of Republicans, I think. And it should be a concern.
1: So you're going to vote for somebody in a primary who all the polling uh, would seem to indicate is going to lose a general election against Biden. All things being equal, of course, either one of these folks uh, is, is significantly older than most of us, and uh, you know, uh, any kind of any kind of tragedy could uh, change change things rather quickly. But the point is, is that um, Trump lost in 2020 against Joe Biden. And so are the Republicans going to put the same candidate up and have the same thing, you know, it's an Adelaide Stevenson situation. So um it'll be interesting. I think the the one I think that something is being overlooked right now that is really critical on this whole nomination is the fact that DeSantis was pretty strong, but he seems to be slowly sinking.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yet, in New Hampshire, as we all know, if you turn on television or if you open up your mailbox and you get this giant glossy, it looks like, you know, a National Geographic um, mailer from DeSantis' pack, he's running pretty heavy on advertising. Three different ads, a lot of money. It'll be interesting to see whether or not he moves the needle. Meaning this, if if you are running heavy ads in a state like New Hampshire where it's it's cheap to buy ads compared to places like California. Um, and you're doing mailers and everything else. And you're not rising in the polls. And you're sinking. And there's no way to sort of go around Trump. Because right now, no one has figured out a way to beat Donald Trump in a Republican primary. Meaning, they have not figured out that issue that makes him weak amongst Republicans. There is no issue that that's out there other than the fact that Maybe he's weak against Joe Biden, and of course that's a, sort of a maybe, right? So I think the problem for DeSantis is he's got all this money. He's taken all this money. His motto is never give up, yet he might look at this and say, there's really nothing I can do to overcome this former president in a primary. So what am I going to do here? He's a young guy. Yeah. So I don't, I don't completely take it off the table that he may say, you know what? I'll uh, I'll wait I, this one out.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you wonder about his his reluctance to uh, to make it official, but you know maybe he's just uh, considering all the facts that are out there, and it appears that his popularity might have already peaked.
1: Well, the other thing is, is that in Florida, if he announces for president, he has to resign unless they pass this bill that says that there's a carve out for him. So he is waiting on that. Um, you know, I think. you know, let's face it, he's running for president right now. He's going everywhere, doing everything. He's written a book that I had to read. Um, But just because he hasn't announced doesn't mean he's not running for president. So I think that uh, all of the things are in place, but he could could just say, you know, I think that they've got to look at this data and really question whether or not, because people, the answer right now is always the answer when campaigns are behind and in trouble. You hear this all the time. Well, there's a lot of time but time doesn't necessarily equal a change in what the situation is unless you have some kind of a way to create a contrast and pull voters away from another candidate towards you and I'm not sure that they have that
0: and and you mentioned and he certainly has age on his side Governor DeSantis we're talking about and you know And another four years, I mean, he could be the clear-cut nominee for, uh, you know, the Republican standard-bearer, as it were. Yeah. Yeah.
1: With a lot of money still, because he could hold that money. But when you take $200 million from big donors and you don't run, (laughs) you know, there's got to be a certain amount of people who are going to be a little bit upset about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, very true. Of course, there's other candidates... uh, in the field, and, uh, you know, they're, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy is making some noise. Uh, Nikki Haley's been uh, in the state numerous times. Uh, Mike Pence uh, is, is uh, you know, getting like 7 or 8 percent uh, of the vote, uh, you know, in the polls. Uh, but really, really, do you think they are pretty much also runs behind Trump?
1: Well, I think they have the same problem, but the expectation is on Desantis because he has so much earned media coming out of Fox News. Yeah. He's certainly got a pretty good number out there. He's in second place, if you believe these polls. Um, so maybe that's, you know, that's where the emphasis is. But certainly, there's other candidates. So we we've had all the candidates you just mentioned at the institute. But on Monday, we have a, there's a town hall meeting being conducted by uh, Senator Tim Scott. Uh-huh. another rising yeah. star yes um, yep and he's going to announce for president i guess on the 22nd so this is monday night the 8th we have him uh we're going to be putting out an invitation email on our website uh secondly um and then there's trump on wednesday and then we're going to have Nikki haley for politics and eggs um coming up on uh the week of the 20th so so there's a lot of activity going on in New Hampshire. I'm meeting with Vivek Ramaswamy today. He's around. He's, he's got quite the campaign. He's been really covering New Hampshire, um, getting a lot of media attention. Um, so that'll be uh, an interesting visit today. I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, there's Governor Sununu, who is continuing yep. to not only do his job here in New Hampshire, but also really um, get some of this national attention from Republicans party officials, but also the media um, and different groups across the country. He's certainly doing that, putting the time in for it. And and right now in New Hampshire, even though he hasn't announced, most people don't think, you know, they don't know that he's running for president. He's still in third place behind DeSantis. Um, So he's still out there as a potential candidate and somebody who could challenge uh, Trump. And then, there's Chris Christie, so who <laughs> continues to be—I'll tell you, Chris Christie behind the scenes. If you if you haven't been on the scenes, he is so um, interesting. He's almost like a stand-up comedian with his—he's very personable, very tells these great stories. It's great when it, whenever he's around, I try to go behind the scenes and see him because he's very interesting. And, and his town meetings are—they're a lot like John McCain's town meetings, you know, where you had this. He just doesn't take any bull, and he and he says it like it like it means it. So it's 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 pretty fun watching him.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, you know, you talk talking about stand up comedians. I mean, uh, you know, Trump could certainly play the circuit as well. I, I mean, <laughs> he, 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 I, I heard him uh, in in Manchester last week calling uh, Chris Christie sloppy Chris Christie. Yeah, 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 and he he also uh, uh, I guess. Uh, Gave Joe Biden the nickname Crooked this time around and uh, dropped it uh, from uh, from Hillary. So, uh, yeah. So, he made th- those announcements in Manchester uh, last week. But, uh, all right, speaking of Sununu, yeah, he's uh, polling pretty well here, but... Uh, does, does he have? And I mean, I know he's had a lot of uh, a lot of exposure nationally on, on the cable networks uh, and, and uh, over the air networks as well. Uh, does he have that uh, that national presence, though? Uh, you know what? You know the uh, the exposure that uh, that it takes to run.
1: Well, you know, we've seen plenty of times where people who didn't necessarily are were not well known a year out from the first uh, votes being cast. Uh, then becoming president, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton. Um, then you have candidates who have certainly risen, uh, like Pete Buttigieg. I mean, he was the mayor of a of a city, and look what happened to him. So I don't want to compare Sununu to Buttigieg because there's something about being governor. He's going to get on the debate stage. He's
0: going to get national attention. No doubt. Can you do one more segment, Neil? Yep. yep. All right. Vivek can wait. Uh, <laughs> Neil Levesque is with us from the uh, New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College. And uh, if you want to uh, check out their website and get more information, www.anselm.edu. We're presented by Northeast Delta Dental here on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. And we will be right back. Stay with us. company live here on wkxl nhtalkradio.com presented by northeast delta dental neil Levesque is with us the executive director of the new hampshire institute of politics at saint anselm college and uh, neil you mentioned that uh, on uh, next monday uh, south carolina senator tim scott would be uh, at the institute and uh, what time is that
1: that's going to be 6 30 p.m kickoff um and I think this is going to be good. He's, um, uh, he's coming to New Hampshire maybe two weeks ago. So now he's back. Um, we don't like South Carolina, but we do like Senator Tim Scott. So he's back and, um, he's very, very good speaker. Oh yeah. So we're, yeah. we're really looking forward to
0: it. No doubt. And he, uh, I, I've seen him any number of times, uh, not, not in person, but, uh, you know, uh, on interviews and what have you. And, uh, He has an amazing story to tell as well, a very, very impressive uh, candidate and uh, one that should be heard. Is that uh, open to the public?
1: Uh, You have to have a ticket, but we are giving out some tickets, so if people have an interest, uh, just Google NHIOP or New Hampshire Institute of Politics, and uh, you'll see a a way to link in and and get a ticket.
0: All right, that is uh, Monday, next Monday at 6.30, so... Uh, for Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, who, uh, in theory, anyway, has the uh, first uh, presidential primary, but uh, we we know that we're still number one, right, Neil?
1: Uh, we they have no presidential primary, and they just have an anointing process from party bosses, and
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, and it's you know that's again getting to the that whole subject. It's really sad, and I think that. Democrats uh, have to be concerned about the fact that the president is weak. And this is why they're trying to get rid of the primary. And this is why he has note cards with the questions and hmm. pictures of the reporters when he does news conferences. He did that news conference the other day, and the last time he had done a news conference was in November. So we're talking about a president that doesn't take questions from the press, doesn't take questions from the voters, and now does not they don't want to count the votes of New Hampshire Democrats uh, next year, when they're cast here in New Hampshire,
0: and so when we have the uh, the primary here in in uh, New Hampshire, uh, the Democrats will be involved. He's not even entering, uh, as we understand it, anyway, right? No,
1: nope. uh-huh. uh, you can you can write him in, um, but I think that they'll probably by then. I think if if this last month is any indication, I I can't believe that there's not going to be a Democrat who says, you know, this is we've got to step in here and run yeah. because. This this is not um, this is a train wreck. And and Democrats wake up at two in the morning, sit up and say, oh, my God, I just had a dream that Donald Trump is getting back in the White House in 2024. Well, that's going to be a prevalent dream here as we as we go through these these just missteps after missteps um, from a from a very weak White House going into a reelection.
0: Yeah, uh, no doubt, and uh, I, I'm sure that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson will uh, will file for the uh, Democratic primary in, in New Hampshire. Oh, they
1: definitely will. They're spending time here, and I think you'll see other candidates too on the Democratic ticket.
0: Yeah, I think you could. Obviously, you you have a, a better feel of it than than I do, but I, I think there could be some uh, some big names, uh, or at least one that that could. Uh, you know, show up before the uh, the primary takes place?
1: Well, Gavin Newsom set up a political action committee about two weeks ago. And, um, you know, my guess is that his jet is uh, gassed and on the tarmac and ready to go.
0: And and why, why did Susan Rice decide to leave the White House at this point?
1: Oh, I don't know the inside baseball on that. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of folks... So, in the White House, remember that if you're working there, you make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. But if you have access to the president and the people in the Oval Office, if you leave, you're gonna, you know, your your value is immediate. However, there's an expiration date on that value, is for how long the White House stays a Biden White House. And so, if you leave and you go into the private sector, the access that you have uh, can make you a lot of money, and a lot of people cash out um the other the other factor with like the new hampshire primary is a lot of these folks you know they want the access to the the white house and so they don't want to upset the white house by saying you know what he's doing with the new hampshire primary and the way he's campaigning or the fact that he you know can't meet the press voters or anybody else is a problem for us but if you poll democrats you'll see that most democrats don't want him to run again and Uh, A lot of Democratic insiders are just extremely concerned about what this election is going to look like.
0: Let me throw out one other name that has been speculated upon uh, from time to time, Michelle Obama.
1: So we put Michelle Obama in our polling because what it does is it's kind of like a a person Democrats almost uniformly like. Uh, And we want to test whether or not You know whether you know it's sort of like asking my wife, "Do you like Tom Brady?" Yes, (laughs) I do. Um, You know, and so it's like the ideal candidate. Although she has shown no interest in running, we do put her in polls just fairly well, um, but she's never shown any real interest in becoming a candidate for office. So I would be shocked if if there's any reality to that.
0: Okay. I just wanted to get it from you. Uh, but, uh, you know, people do speculate about these things, uh, as you well know. So the other, uh, just in the few minutes we have left, uh, we don't know uh, the, the future of uh, Governor Chris Sununu as far as uh, uh, staying uh, staying put as uh, as our governor or running for president. Uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see for when uh, his decision comes along. Uh, but there was some news uh, along the uh, gubernatorial campaign uh, campaign trail this week when uh, it was announced that the uh, manchester mayor joyce craig has uh, formed an exploratory uh, committee to run for uh, for governor of new hampshire
1: yep so she decided not to run for mayor and i think at that point uh there was already a lot of speculation but then at that point it was sort of like the next news is that she's going to be running so she pretty early came out and again like you said you know sununu has not said what he's going to do Um, but most people believe that he's not going to run for re-election. So I think that there'll be a wide primary on both sides. Uh, She has some notable names in Democratic politics that are backing her, and former uh, Governor John Lynch Mm -hmm. being sort of the most notable one. Uh, And she's well-known. You know, the problem she has is you can be as an effective mayor as anyone can be, but when it gets into manchester manchester has a lot of urban problems that other parts of the state don't and so you get tagged uh with that with those problems whether or not they are the result of your leadership and so uh that will be something that she has to contend with and um i think that there's going to be other democrats too that decide that they're going to run for governor they the democrats want that corner office back badly.
0: Yep, no, there's no doubt. But if Governor Sununu decides not to run for governor again, uh, there's a pretty good roster of Republicans uh, waiting in the wings.
1: Absolutely. So there's, you know, a former Senate President Morris is being bantered about, Commissioner Adelblou is being bantered about, um, and then there is Senator, former Senator Kelly Aya, who is certainly someone who's very well known and has uh, the ability to um, garner quite a bit of support, particularly in fundraising circles. But also, you know, she's she is uh, somebody who she goes and meets with Republicans across the state. So I think I, I think that if 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 the Democrats were looking at this, they would be thinking that they would be facing her in a general election.
0: All right, we shall see how it uh, how it unfolds over the upcoming uh, weeks and months. And uh, Neil will be here from time to time. Always appreciate uh, you uh, giving us your time and uh, great insight. And again, some busy times ahead at the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College. Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina Monday, the uh, town hall meeting with Donald Trump on CNN. On uh, Wednesday, one week from uh, tonight, but 8 o'clock Eastern time on CNN. And uh, Nikki Haley when? Nikki Haley will
1: be the week of the 20th for uh, Politics and Eggs Breakfast.
0: Outstanding. And uh, just uh, Google NHIOP, you'll find a link, or www.anselm.edu, one way or the other, if you'd like uh, to see uh, Senator Tim Scott. And I I think, uh, you know, his story is really a riveting one. It it really is. And uh, I have a lot of respect for him. And uh, he is uh, an up-and-comer that uh, I I think is going to make some noise, if not this time around, uh, down the road.
1: I think you're right. And we're looking forward to Monday.
0: Neil, as always, thanks so much. Great to have you with us. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Ken. All right. Neil Levesque, Executive Director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College. We'll take a break. Hey, more good news for the Red Sox uh, last night. Talk about that and and more coming up when we continue with Kale & Company Live right here. WKXL, NHtalkradio.com. We are powered by... Northeast Delta Dental. Kale and Company live on WKXL, NH Talk Radio.com. Great to have you along with us. On this Wednesday, program reminder that uh, tomorrow we're going to talk racing, horse racing, and auto racing. Right here in one hour, we'll talk with our good friend Lynn Sneerson, who's working for NBC as part of the Kentucky Derby crew. You know, the Derby, the Run for the Roses is coming up on Saturday. And uh, we'll get some uh, great info from uh, Lynn Sneerson. I know, you know, most people, I-, I would say the vast majority of Americans, probably watch one horse race a year, and it's the Kentucky Derby. And that'll be on Saturday from Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, Lynn will give us some insight uh, there as to uh, what to expect for this year's Running of the Roses. And then, uh, later in the program, we'll talk to David McGrath, who's the uh, general manager of New Hampshire Motor Speedway in Loudon. Of course, the the big uh, the big race, the uh, NASCAR race is a couple of months away, but lots to talk about uh, in and around uh, NASCAR, and uh, David will bring us up to date. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, every time I go to a NASCAR race, it seems to me, and i I, I feel I feel this way about hockey fights. As well, it seems to me that there are more women, and maybe this sounds sexist. I I don't mean it to be. It seems to me that there are more women that are into auto racing uh, than men. I mean, when I say more into it, they get more excited uh, about what's happening uh, on the track than uh, most men that I've observed at uh, at tracks uh, over the years. And the same is true for hockey fights. Women love the hockey fights. I I think much more than men, to be honest. And I know that, you know, maybe you feel it's sexist, but that's just the way I feel, you know, with my casual observation over the years that women are more emotional and more into auto racing and hockey fights than men are. And I, and I bring that up because, you know, what's just around the corner. Mother's Day. Don't forget, Mom, it's coming up a week from Sunday. Wouldn't a pair of NASCAR tickets be the perfect gift for your mother, wife, whatever the situation may be? Celebrate Mother's Day by giving her some NASCAR tickets. She'd love it. Uh, well, maybe not everybody, but uh, a lot of women would for sure, especially those who you know watch the races on TV and have never been because it's a completely different experience when you're there as compared to when you're just uh, simply watching on TV. So uh, David McGrath will uh, talk about the NASCAR scene. There have been a lot of uh, different winners already this year uh, on the circuit. Martin Truex Jr. won the race uh, this past Monday in uh, Dover, Delaware, and it will be on to New Hampshire in July. All right, good news for the Red Sox again. They defeated the Toronto Blue Jays. 7-6 to six was the final score last night at Fenway Park, and what a night it was for Red Sox catcher Connor Wong, who was 4-4 four for four, with a single, with a double, and two home runs. Connor Wong now batting 290 for the Boston Red Sox. And the Red Sox defeated the Toronto Blue Jays by a final of 7-6 to six last night at Fenway Park. It was Connor Wong's eighth inning home run that proved to be the game winner for the Red Sox. And, uh, you know... If he was playing at any other park, he might have had three last night because the double he had was a hard, rising line drive that went high off the left-field wall at Fenway. And uh, the Red Sox, of course, have the, uh, the tallest left-field wall in all of baseball. And uh, had that wall not been there, uh, I mean, uh, it, as the, you know, the wall is not there in most parks where the wall is at Fenway Park, uh, it would have been a home run in 29 other Major League Baseball Parks. That means, folks, it would have been a home run in any other park other than Fenway. So he could have had three home runs uh, last night. But nonetheless, he had two, had the game winner in the bottom of the eighth inning. The Red Sox have won four straight games. They remain a game ahead of the Yankees in their battle to get out of the basement in the American League East. And here, here's the, another stat for you. Last year... In head-to-head action against the Toronto Blue Jays, Red Sox won three and lost 16. 16 out of the 19 games Toronto beat the Red Sox last year. And right now, the Red Sox are 2-0 and against the Blue Jays. Alex Verdugo continues his torrid pace. He was two for four last night. He's up to 317 on the year. And, you know, you'll recall a few years ago when uh, Mookie Betts was uh, traded. Red Sox did the unthinkable and traded Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. It was a very sad day in Red Sox nation. And there isn't one Red Sox fan out there within the sound of my voice that would not want Mookie Betts back in a Red Sox uniform in a perfect world, and I'm certainly one of them. However, however, the return for Mookie Betts is starting to bear fruit because both Connor Wong and Alex Verdugo were acquired in that Mookie Betts deal with the Dodgers. The The other player acquired, Jeter Downs, has uh, long since uh, been uh, – well, he's been out of the Red Sox organization for a couple of years now. But Alex Verdugo, uh, one of the top-hitting outfielders now in the American League. And Connor Wong establishing himself not only as a very good defensive catcher, but now hitting at a two ninety clip for the Red Sox. And those are two of the players they got for Mookie Betts. So, you know, Heim Bloom uh, has not been a favorite in the Red Sox uh, Director of Baseball Operations, has not been a favorite among Sox fans. But between uh, the emergence of Connor Wong and Alex Verdugo, and now Masataka Yoshida is uh, tearing the cover off the ball. The Red Sox gave him a big contract in the offseason, had never played in North America before, coming from Japan. And he is now hitting two ninety eight. He was two for three last night with a home run. So the pieces are starting to come together. I think if there's anything, uh, they they certainly need help in the starting rotation. Uh, Tanner Houck uh, went six innings last night. Uh, Six runs, six hits. Walked three, struck out five. Wasn't great. The bullpen came on though and... uh, held the Blue Jays at bay for the final three innings and allow the Red Sox to uh, tie it up and ultimately uh, win the game on the home run by Connor Wong, the catcher. So uh, there you go. Red Sox and the Blue Jays will continue their series tonight at uh, Fenway Park and wrap it up tomorrow evening. As for the Boston Celtics, game two. Of the Eastern Conference semifinals tonight at the TD Garden. Celtics coming off a loss on Monday to the uh, Joel Embiid-less Philadelphia 76ers. And there are reports that Joel Embiid will not be in the lineup tonight either for Philadelphia. Yesterday, Joel Embiid won his first NBA MVP. 76ers star Joel Embiid, the MVP of the National Basketball Association, but uh, he will probably uh, not play. Embiid won the award uh, announced uh, yesterday, and he beat out the likes of uh, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets and Milwaukee Bucks forward Giannis Antetokounmpo, along with uh, Jason Tatum of the Celtics, who finished fourth in the balloting. And Oklahoma City Thunder guard Shea Gilgus Alexander was fifth. But Joel Embiid, ladies and gentlemen, is your reigning NBA Most Valuable Player. Hockey playoffs last night. Florida Panthers entered again. They eliminated the Bruins. And last night, they beat Toronto. 4-2 in Toronto to take a one-game-to-none lead in that series. And how about the Seattle Kraken? You know, a team that hasn't been around too long. They're in the second round of the playoffs, and they beat Dallas last night in their first game of that series by a final score of 5-4. All four of the Dallas goals. Scored by Joe Pavelski. So there you go. Seattle 5, Dallas 4 in an overtime nail-biter. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company. I want you to stay tuned. Keep your dial right where it is, 1039-1019-1450, nhtalkradio.com, because we have some terrific programming ahead all day and all night long right here on WKXL nhtalkradio.com. We are presented on this program by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Check out your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. Back with more tomorrow. If you missed any of this program with Neil Levesque today or just want to hear it again, Tonight, 7 o'clock, right after the 7 o'clock update, right here on WKXL. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everyone.